If you like what you're about to hear or what you've already heard, be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe. You can find this episode along with others on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at OffTheClockPod, at O-F-F-T-H-A, ClockPod, or you can search Triple D, that's Triple underscore D. And you can always email me at OffTheClockPodcast at Yahoo.com. Once again, that's O-F-F-T-H-A, ClockPodcast at Yahoo.com. What's up? It's your boy, Triple D. How you been? How you doing? How you living? How are things? It's been a while, and I want to apologize for that. Uh, Things got a little hectic. I took a little mini vacation. My work schedule got flipped, turned upside down, and all that good stuff. And um, then we had a crazy storm swinging through the East Coast that, uh, honestly, I didn't want to take a chance on trying to edit and record while that was going on because I've lost stuff in the past. But, um... Yeah, I hope you guys are doing all right. How's it, you know, how you been? What's new with you? Um, since we last recorded, uh, quite a few things has happened. Um, UVA won the NCAA Men's Championship. Baylor won the NCAA Women's Championship. So congratulations to them. Um, special shout out to UVA for the home state and bringing home the title. Crazy how they stayed in that tournament. Um, what else? What else? Kofi Kingston becomes the first... Uh, and there's been a whole lot of debate over it, but the first African-American to win the WWE championship in years. I don't even know how to, how many years it's been. Um, You know, the whole, well, the rocks black, the rocks half black, but nine times out of 10, um, Samoan is at the top of the title and there's nothing wrong with that. But Kofi Kingston, after 11 years in the business and a great storyline from the WWE, uh, pulled off the win over Daniel Bryan uh, for all my wrestling fans out there, um, for all my black wrestling fans out there uh, who understand this was a huge moment for not just for him, but for us, because it's been a long time since a black man has been in the title picture, let alone winning it. God knows if we would have ever saw one again. But shout out to Kofi Kingston, shout out to the New Day for for taking uh, a gimmick that was kind of meddled with from the jump. And turning it into something that's just like something this this big and and in the end result, getting a, a world title on uh, Kofi Kingston, who who's long deserved this. Um, like I said earlier, I took a trip to Miami, which was great. It was much needed. I needed that break. Um, did a got to be a guest on the PLP podcast with my man, Carlos D. Uh, be sure to head over to the PLP podcast and listen to that. Pretty much just uh, getting you know, as the the episode is as men, um, check that out with, with all their other stuff. Pretty much us just, you know, kind of shooting the shit in Miami. Uh, it was a good time. So, you know, go check that out when you get a chance. So not going to keep you guys long in my uh, pastor on Easter Sunday voice. I'm um, not going to keep you guys long. I just want to talk about something uh, that I went through kind of recently. Just, you know, every now and then, you know me, I like to be transparent with you guys. And um, I'm going to preface this by saying, um, Everybody, men, especially black men, especially black people in general. I know it's I know it's rough out here, but if you have insurance that allows you to go to the doctor to get certain checkups and get certain tests run, do it. Um, If it allows you to 
to to see therapy, do it, whether it's mental therapy or physical therapy, do it. I see it's happening where we're kind of breaking a lot of these these old um, mindsets of like, well, you know, we just we'll just pray it away or we'll just push through it and we'll get better. If you can if you have the ability to get help or treatment for some for whatever it is, do it. Okay. So not too long ago, I had a doctor's appointment for, um, I guess you could say for lack of a better term, a stomach issue I was having. And the doctor with my medical history, um, I've, I've got, well, both of my grandfathers, um, both had fights with prostate cancer. Um, I don't, and I've said in a, in a previous, uh, recording that I don't play with prostate cancer. They pretty much decided to, you know, uh, refer me to, um, they told me I should get a colonoscopy. I was told that um, black males have a, a are at a greater risk, or at one of the greatest have the one of the greatest risks of getting colon cancer, um, mainly due to you know going unscreened and and not looking into getting screened, and so you know that that kind of worried me a little bit on top of the whole uh, prostate cancer thing that was going on. So like I said, they told me that I was going to need to get a colonoscopy, and um, you know, immediately I was like, okay, you know, you know, try not to freak out about it because, you know, I know how the process is done. And like I said, I don't play around when it comes to these, these health things. Cause you know, I've seen it go down in my family, I've seen it go down in other people's families. And, um, I, I, you got to do your best to stay informed. So, um, they, they set the date and had to do the whole prep thing. So for like, close to 24 hours before the, the procedure, I had to go on like a, like a liquid, a clear liquid only diet. You know, I could have jello. I could have broth. I could have water, no soda, no alcohol, um, nothing with red in it because apparently that can mess with, um, your, the coloring of your, I guess your, whatever's inside of you. And, uh, that makes it tough. When I tell you this was the most miserable, this, this was, this was the most miserable day I've had in a long time. I work in a job where I'm on my feet all day. I help patients with their exercises. Not necessarily like not a, not a physical trainer or anything. Not a personal trainer, but you know, I'm I'm on my feet all day. I, I'm moving around. I'm lifting stuff. I'm helping people get on tables and stuff like that. And to do that for nine hours on water, Gatorade, and Jello was horrible. It was terrible. Then on top of that the the night before I had to take the uh the the bowel prep and if anyone has ever had that before you know what I'm talking about um bowel prep is essentially a laxative on steroids I had, I had to drink like one bottle of this laxative at like seven at night and when I tell you it works instantly it, it was bad guys it was it was really bad and to make matters worse I had to get up in the morning and drink a whole nother bottle of it so it was not a fun time at all. Uh, they told me I could not eat anything or drink anything four hours before the procedure Like was my cutoff time. So on top of the fact that I'm starving, um, I had to, I pretty much had to borderline dehydrate myself. I couldn't drink anything. Um, so that sucked. We go to the endoscopy place and, you know, fill out the paperwork and all that stuff. Um, they bring me back into the back and, um, they pretty much, they don't, what they didn't do, what I, I found was interesting was, um, and I'm, I'm very curious if this was like 
a kind of a fluke thing. I'm curious as if to, if they, they go over this, if, if there's any women who have ever had a colonoscopy that are listening to this, um, let me know if this went down with you. They didn't explain to me exactly what the, like how the procedure was going to go. They pretty much just pushed the fact that like, it's going to be quick. You're not going to feel a thing. Um, and you're going to sleep through it. You're going to sleep right through it. Um, granted, you know, obviously a Google search will tell you pretty much what they do, but I don't know if it was intentional or not, but they definitely did not make a point to say, Hey, we're about to take this camera on a tube and go in rectally and go through your insides and look on a screen and see what, if there's anything troubling in there or what they didn't mention any of that. They spent the most time pretty much, um, explaining the anesthetic process to me, um, had to put on the gown, had my butt out. They pretty much, they put an IV in me, which I hate those because I'm one of those people that like, they always have a hard time finding veins on me. Like if I'm given blood or anything and I always get stuck like three or four times today. Well, this particular day, um, I got stuck twice. Yay. And they took me back to where the procedure was going to be done. And, you know, um, like I said, I'm waiting for them to explain this. Uh, while they're going in and out, like getting everything prepped and everything. And again, like they, they didn't say anything about what, you know, they didn't show me the tools they were going to be using or anything. They just said, you know, once we're in there, if we find anything, we'll remove it. But that was about it. Um, I happened to be looking around being nosy and I saw the, uh, the, the camera with the tube on it. And that was one of those things just like, I kind of wish I hadn't because I knew where it was going. So I did that to myself, unfortunately. The lady comes in and she's like, okay, well, here's what's going to happen with the anesthesia. Um, we got your, your breathing tube through your nose. Um, I'm going to insert, I'm going to inject the anesthesia into the IV. And what's going to happen is first, your arm's going to get a little numb. It might even hurt a little bit. And then a little bit after that, your forehead's going to itch. And before you know it, you'll be out. And the next thing you know, you'll be waking up and, um, it'll be all over and we'll let you know how it went. I was like, okay, again, I'm still waiting to, for them to say like, you know, are, you know, like they're, I'm still waiting for them to explain like, you know, how do you just anything about the actual procedure, but I'm like, okay, I guess me, I'm wondering now that I'm thinking about it, like, I'm wondering if they, they leave that part out for guys because, you know, they don't want them to freak out. Cause you know, toxic masculinity or whatever. Um, which I could definitely see, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's definitely a sect of dudes out there that, that still believe that rectal exams makes them gay, which is stupid. Um, but I just thought, I just found it a little strange, but, and again, um, ladies, if you ever had one of these done, um, and let me know, like, did they actually tell you how it was going to go down? So she injects the anesthesia. So I'm I'm laying on my side and I'm waiting um, cause she said the first thing that was going to happen was your arm was going to go numb or it might start to hurt. So I'm waiting and like maybe 10 seconds goes by and, um, I'm like, well, it's probably not going to be instant. So I'll just, you know, relax and, uh, wait for it to happen. Like another 30 seconds goes by and I'm like, well, my arm's not hurting or anything, but I noticed that my, my forehead starts to itch. And like, at first it starts, it feels like a scratchy itch. Then immediately it goes to like that like your foot or your hand falls asleep itch. And before I know it, I'm just gone. And then boom, I'm awake. They woke me up. 
Um, I kind of wish they'd have just let me sleep naturally till I woke up because that was some good sleep. That was one of those, like, I'm pretty sure, like if I had had a mirror, like I'm pretty sure there might've been some, 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 some dried up drool crust in the corner of my beard. Um, so I don't appreciate them like jerking me out of my sleep and then making me get dressed and shove me into a wheelchair. But, um, I digress best sleep I've had in a long time, but yeah, it was over. Um, I didn't feel funny or anything. Like I didn't like nothing hurt. It pretty much felt like I just took a nap. They gave me like a, a printout of the results and everything before I got dressed. And they were just like, okay, go ahead and get dressed, go ahead and cover your ass and whatnot. And, uh, we'll, we'll let you know how everything went. And, um, your, your dad's here to, to drive you home backtracking uh when they asked me when they were going through like the final stuff before i could actually you know get prepped they were like um have you ate did you do this did you do that and they were like okay do you have any questions i was like yes when can i eat and what can i eat and they were like um you can pretty much eat as soon as this is over you should stay away from heavy greasy foods but for the most part, you can eat whatever you want. Just try not to gorge because it, it'll probably go straight through you. I was like, all right, cool, bet. So, yeah, uh, back back to current time. And, um, you know, I get dressed and everything and I'm still a little out of it, but I'm actually pretty coherent. I was way more coherent this time than um, when I got my uh, when I got my hernia fixed. That one was oof. That was rough. Um, obviously, that's much more major surgery compared to a colon a colonoscopy but uh, it is what it is so um get dressed i get situated and um they give me the printout and um they did find a polyp in there uh they said it wasn't a big one um so now i'm in the the waiting phase of uh pretty much the test results of uh you know whether it's benign or malignant um which they said can take maybe 10 to 20 days which is super weird i don't know maybe somebody in the medical field can can help me with this like i always feel like with today's medicine like i always wonder if like does it have to be that long does it have to take that long um but you know uh that's way above my my gpa so i'm in the waiting phase now and i'm kind of doing everything i can to not freak out um because it, it very well could possibly be nothing um but in the back of your head it's like it could be something uh, praying that it's nothing, but all in all, it, it wasn't, it was, it was a pretty quick and easy procedure. Like I probably spent more time sleeping in the uh, recovery room than the actual procedure took. They said it was like a 15 minute procedure, if that, and I probably was asleep for like maybe 30, 40 minutes after that. But yeah, so, you know, that was, that that's what's been going on with me lately. Um, like I said, get this stuff checked, even if it's nothing like it, it, it doesn't hurt to know, you know what I mean? Like guys, I know, I know how the process goes. I know what it entails, where, what's involved, but like, if it's your health, like get it done. It doesn't make you gay or bisexual or whatever. It, it makes you smart for finding out what's going on up there. So get it done. And again, just to, just to touch back on what I said earlier, like if you have the means to get this stuff done, get it done, take care of yourself. Stop trying to to will yourself through things blindly. It, it just makes more sense to, to me to want to know what's going on with your body, like, and, and your mind, like go seek mental therapy. If you, if you can, if you feel like you need it, like it, you know, if you can do it, do it. it, it we need to get rid of the stigma. Like, um, 
and we need to go see our doctors to get health checkups regularly. Um, if you can, like if there's certain procedures that need to be done, go do them physical therapy. And this is, you know, not me trying to sell physical therapy because I'm someone who works in physical therapy and wants to, you know, move up in the profession. Like it's something super important. Like it's something I've picked up on, um, working at the clinic I've been working at is like, I need to see more. I need to see the black people come in there that aren't just athletes. I need to see, you know, these people who, who've gotten knee or hip surgery in there working to get better. Like a lot, there's this big misconception, not just with black people, but, but people with gen in general, they think that physical therapy is, I come to you, you fix me. And then I'm better. It's like, no physical therapy is you, something's wrong with your mechanics. We teach you how to properly use, like, you know, utilize the mechanic, like exercises to attain normal mechanics. And you have to, you have to stick on it pretty much for the rest of your life. Like, that's just what it is. If you don't want to be hurt again, or if you want to walk normal or you want to run or get back in the gym or just, you know, be as normal as possible, you have to do the work. And I think it's a little frustrating because a lot of people think that, you know, physical therapy is, you know, I just come in and like a car, like you fix the issue and then it never happens again. It's like, no, this is life stuff. Like you have to take this stuff to heart. Like you have to understand that there's work on your part that has to be done, but that's, you know, that's it for my rants on that. Um, I'll keep you guys posted with the whole, uh, polyp situation and what the diagnosis is on that. Hopefully it's nothing, but yeah, you know, that's been going on with me still playing with my upload schedule, uh, trying to find an upload day that I feel works best for me while while that's happening i want to thank everybody who's been um liking and sharing and um just pushing my stuff um i i that's something i need to be better about i need to be better about returning that love i'm not great at it and it's it's mainly because i get and is this is not a good excuse at all it's just I, I get distracted and i'm not on certain apps as many as as often i'm not as on certain apps as often as others and things just kind of get away with me but i do appreciate you for that and um yeah this is a triple d you know saying uh take this stuff seriously take your health seriously take you know we all want to live long lives and one thing that can help with that is is doing your best to know what's going on so um yeah let's get on that let's all get better about that so like i said this is triple d you know where you can find me and if you don't you can find me on twitter at off the clock pod or you can search triple underscore d on facebook that's off the clock pod or you can email me at off the clock podcast at yahoo.com instagram is off the clock pod and you can find this episode along with others on itunes soundcloud and google play i'll see you guys next time